0: Hi, my house had some water damage and I need to know it's covered. No, we don't have any furs or pewter dishware. No gravestones either. Look, we have normal stuff, like from this century.
1: Don't find out your home insurance is outdated after it's too late. Hippo includes more coverage for the things you
0: have today, like computers. Um, uh, it's like a typewriter with a screen. And Hippo can cost up to 25% less. Visit myhippo.com to get a quote in 60 seconds. Hippo is a
1: licensed property casualty insurance agent with products underwritten by various insurance companies. Covered subject to underwriting qualifications. Savings vary. to another edition of Denver Nuggets Daily. I am your host, TJ McBride, sitting to my right as always. Introduce yourself. What is going on, everyone
0: listening to this podcast? This is Anilo Piro representing Mile Eyes Sports, locking down all things Denver Nuggets alongside my partner in crime, TJ McBride, Dev Johnson, King of Thornton, Jeff Morton, Brendan Vote, Matt Smith, the whole crew over here at Mile Eyes Sports. In addition, do some um, fun stuff for the Rockies over here as well. But A uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that, but I am Anilo Piro.
1: I got to start with something that is just not cool and something that makes me just want I'm gonna to pull throw it up for you. things across the room i did not know yeah. this well, that's what, I, I, what the hell is going on with lonzo in new york i need you to explain this to me and I've, hopefully i don't leave in the I've, middle I've, of this podcast is. already Ah, oh no does it uh, no well you should explain what we're looking so at to a, the people. and, and hear it real quick before this blows up
0: I don't understand how this wasn't a bigger deal because I didn't hear about it till today, and this was obviously something from last I, night. How did I not hear about this? Exactly. So Lonzo Ball, and listen, I know we don't want to talk about this man because oh, it's, it's too all late the now. Love in the world, I'm but gonna kill him. No, this is like this is just ridiculous. Walks in to Madison Square Garden in New York wearing a sweatshirt with Nas's Illmatic album cover, replacing
1: Nas's face with his own. Absolutely uh, disgraceful. I don't... Oh, this is the worst thing possible because he's from L.A., first of all. And I'm exactly. from L.A. And I backed up. And when Kendrick Lamar at one point said he was the king in New York, and I ripped Kendrick yeah. for it. And I love Kendrick. Like, that's where yeah. I grew up. But... Lonzo Ball so from the Rich Hills of Chino mm-hmm. decides to wear a shirt of Nas's "Elmatic," which is a classic. Which Lonzo is not. Yeah. When he's not even the king of this rookie class, he's not even the king of the Lakers team that he is on. He's like, yeah. What is he the king of? Except for his dad complaining all the like, I I, dude. I am furiously angry now. Noss needs to drop a, uh, drop a diss track. Oh, he, God. He needs to come out oh, and drop oh a diss God. track. This man has <laughs> embarrassed him. Okay. I know this is a basketball podcast about the Nuggets, but I am not stopping talking about no, this. No, it's needs to put out a, a diss track. That would be the highlight of my year. And he could
0: bury that man.
1: Bear, oh my could god! Could you imagine,
0: like all like the dudes who are like you know in their thirties now that like grew up listening to Nas, who you know they're, they're the typical Jordan lovers. You could assume based off the age group. Yeah. So, and you think with that they hate Lonzo Ball. So if one of their favorite rappers of all time comes back and puts this nineteen-year-old into the ground. Oh, it would be fantastic.
1: Oh, I need this. ESPN, to wouldn't know what to do with themselves? I need this to. I need. Yeah, I, I this really think it will. Like, I have
0: obviously no confirmation. I'm but
1: about to like. I, I need to resist tirading on Twitter you right now. Think, like, like this you is know absolutely- Nos. like
0: Nas. You said he's a classic <sighs> artist, one of the best OGs at this stuff.
1: You really think he's going to sit around with a
0: 19 year old disrespect him like that? I'm not going
1: to lie. Seeing that picture made me feel like there were needles piercing individual parts it's of my eyeball. Absurd. That was like. I, what? I, I, I just put it away. Nope. Nope. All right, we're moving on. I can't. I oh,
0: absolutely describe. All right, so Lonzo, scrub.
1: Yeah I'm gonna go with Disgraceful as well That's a good term For this Michael situation Michael Rappaport Ripped him on
0: Twitter Like yeah. screaming at him He's like Oh
1: thinking of oh, Michael I... Rappaport Did you see the LaMelo ball I Michael did. Rappaport yeah, I did. conversation was so funny
0: You ugly Oh my gosh
1: But then again what, Why is like 65 year old looking Michael Rappaport oh, yeah. Talking crap About a 16 year old High school player Because he's a New Yorker Oh no he's that's a... not the reason no, That's like on. That is like You need to find Something well, else to go play. Well no the, Well the Rappaport Well that was actually
0: Tied into the Lonzo thing yeah. Yeah, that's so fine. That was Rappaport just going I don't off. Care. Of cl- I think it was more stemming from
1: that. But no, I agree. You don't it, go after 16-year-olds, man. you an old-ass man. Like, no, no, it, no, 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 it is no.
0: ridiculous, though. It, but again, it's the egotistical maniacs of this world that make it go around.
1: What a 2017.
0: Uh, seriously. <sighs> so it, man, this is the last month thank god man do you remember the end of 2016 how everybody
1: kind of was like thank god 2016 it was so bad and then we got 2017 like
0: new year's eve like you felt like a noticeable change (laughs) like uh, in the air it was like when
1: the record stops playing there's that like ominous noise when there's just nothing going on in your apartment suddenly and it's like why is it silent 2017 is very strange
0: but we're moving on 2018 on the horizon but what uh, I don't know where I was going. Are with we that, talking about
1: the Nuggets? Is that what we are yeah, supposed to do? Yeah, let's do here? that.
0: They lose tonight 124 to 118 over the Boston Celtics or to the Boston Celtics, but a fantastic all around effort, considering like we've been talking about in previous podcasts, down to Kole and Paul Millsap.
1: Effort's the right term here. I mean they they played relentlessly every single time. The I mean th- let's not forget the Boston Celtics are without a doubt one of the elite teams in the NBA right now. They're twenty four and six. They're thirteen and two at home. That's the best winning percentage at home in the NBA right now. The Nuggets went into Boston and they did not have their two best players and every single time the Celtics felt like they were about to pull away the Nuggets responded. That resiliency is something that was not within this team last year. This is that maturity that you see and Michael yeah. Malone spoke on that. He said, he was like, this is a growth that we saw on this team tonight and yes they lost. Without a doubt, Like th- this is, th- the Nuggets did not play good defense, they got sliced up and they lost but every second they were on the court there was 100% relentless energy and tenacity and that is why they were able to keep it close from end to end.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you count moral victories, I mean, this is about as high as you can get. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Obviously, it comes down to wins and losses, and they took the loss tonight, so that has to be stated. But, uh, I mean, in terms of having as good of a loss as you could have considering the circumstances, I think this is it. Obviously, they'd have the day off tomorrow heading back again uh, to the Pepsi Center for a matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans on Friday. But, I mean, an all-around solid performance, I would say um, from this team on this six-game road trip, specifically tonight, um, considering they were down Millsap and Jokic
1: absolutely I mean when you start looking down the box score I mean the Nuggets were just aggressive 58 points in the paint yep. that's insane they had 26 points off of 16 turnovers tonight they had only 8 fast break points somehow are able to put up 118 points and when you see a, the line of Jamal Murray where he had 28 points 10 rebounds to go with 3 steals as well I mean this these guys were un they, they, they wouldn't stop no it was incredible it. to watch them punch back every single Time the Celtics tried to get wanted the back to off. that
0: last three-point shot yeah. that he went, that he shot to go in, because that would have cut it to a three-point game. Do you
1: see what he said after the game tonight? I did not. He was like, I, I, he was, like you know, that we were six points short. Like I really wanted to pull this one off for Gary because Gary Harris obviously had just one of the most incredible games. He said, or it is the best Career game he's game. ever played in his life for in, in a Denver Nuggets uniform. But they wanted this win so badly, yeah. they put everything into this win, all of their energy and it. So showed him Mason Plumley too, who was just an immovable force down low tonight.
0: Here's an interesting thing and I wanna I wanna talk about more so about the game real quick, but I want to pose this question just off the bat because there was a couple of things that you said there that kind of struck me. Do you think being that Jokic and Millsap have been out for this long is going to help this team in the long run? It's oh, oh. I think the bench unit is really improving themselves, man. So I that agree. when Jokic Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge to try to get the rotations and whatnot fixed once that happens. But, I mean, a guy that we're going to talk about later on, but Trey Lyles, Gary Harris, you're yeah. seeing. The, although Gary's a starter, but you're seeing these guys step up and in a good way. You, you mentioned Mason Plumlee, a dude that was getting... I, I, I don't know what he was averaging before Jokic, but, I mean, uh, Malone talked about it. A guy that was clearly disgruntled with his role and his playing time. I'm ahead of that, but, I, I mean, I... I as this road trip Has kind of started to progress I think it's a good thing For this team Regardless uh, of the outcome Because it's going to be Something that helps them Build towards the future You know when Jokic And Millsap come back It could ultimately being, be End up being a better
1: thing For this team It's a weird dichotomy For the Nuggets it Because is. it's so great To see their bench unit And their young guys Playing well Once you get healthy And Barton's back And Jokic <laughs> is back And Millsap is back You're suddenly going to Find yourself with so many Questions to answer And we kind of talked about This in the last podcast Where we, I have no idea how Michael Malone is going to be able to make these decisions because now all of a sudden it's going to be Wancho Hernan Gomez or Malik Beasley. Who are you really going to play more of? Trey Lyles or Kenneth Freed? Who are you going to play more of? I mean, Richard Jefferson hasn't even sniffed the court in the past few games. I have no idea how they're going to be able to manage all of this talent, all of these players, and be able to find a cohesive lineup considering that their rotation has not been able to be set because of Paul Millsap's injury and Nikola Jokic's injury. There's almost more questions than answers even though you get to see how deep, Deep in how talented this roster really is. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's a justifiable point that you bring up. But I mean, to go off that, this is one that the Nuggets knew they were signing up for. I mean, how long have we been talking about their logjam at Forward? Five years For, now, forever. Yes. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, they kind of shot themselves in the foot in the aspect of you knew this was going to happen if you draft Wancho Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley in the same draft class. In addition to Jamal Murray, I mean, you know that's going to happen. And I mean, look at Tyler Lydon right now. This is a guy. I mean, say what you want about Tyler, but you can't even give him an ample opportunity. People on the call NBA him. Level. Is
1: Tyler a thing that you just dropped, or people no, actually no, no, no. call I've him Tyler? Lydon. Twitter all the
0: time. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Tyler. Tyler is the worst nickname. Yeah, no, ever. it's horrible. And I like Tyler Lydon, but that is the most it's, awful nickname. It's the possibly. most Lydon nickname out there. Like just, that's almost worse than Trevor Sim and being called Peter Parker by everybody on the Call Broncos that is ridiculous oh man that's bad <laughs> no but it is why did the Nuggets lose tonight in your opinion
0: they were just a superior team. They, they lost to a superior team down their two best players. I I'm going to
1: go a different direction than that. Their bench was as bad as it gets. And this isn't like these are guys sure, who don't I, get rotated. These guys are like Wancho Hernan Gomez. It was supposed to give them good minutes this year. But has he was, Wancho even done anything of substance no, this he's year? He's been really exactly. bad. So why do you come to expect that? But you still, I mean, that was what you came into the year needing from the small four position. He hasn't was given that to you. exactly. Kenneth Farid, O of six from the field. Kenneth Fareed and Wancho tonight combined were O of ten from the field. Awesome. Like they only had three points together. Fareed was a beast on the boards and had four assists and two blocks, so he was productive in other ways. But Wancho, you expect more out of. Farid, you expect more out of. Emmanuel Moutier, you expect more he's out hit,
0: of. He's really cooled off since his hot start of the year. Oh, oh my yeah. god. I mean, he,
1: had, uh, he only was registered with one turnover. It looked significantly <laughs> worse than that. He yeah. managed to be a negative 20 in a six point game and only 17 minutes on the floor. And the fact that they're getting no production from their bench. I mean, listen to this. The Nuggets starters tonight scored 102 points. Their bench scored 16.
0: Dude, I'm looking, it's ridiculous. And I, mean, I know
1: that their bench is just completely ripped out because of the injuries, yeah. but Wancho Hernan Gomez, Kenneth Fareed, Moutier, and hopefully Beasley were all going to be borderline or rotation players this year. This is not a bunch of G-leaguers. That's not what this was. This was a bench unit that failed the Nuggets tonight. Absolutely. And in a game where you get 36 points on 25 shots from Gary Harris, you get 28 points on 17 shots from Jamal Murray, you get 15 points on nine shots from Wilson Ch- or from Mason Plumley. you have so much production All across the board. So many guys stepped up. Defensively, they were opportunistic when they needed to be. They were getting stops to really help stem the tide and get themselves back into the game. And the second the bench came in, it was just atrocious.
0: Absolutely, man. I, listen, I don't know what you got to call out. I, listen, Wancho has to be better. And like I know you point to a and all these guys. Wancho has to be better. Wancho at, Wancho's the key to me in all of this thing. He was a guy that, I mean, we all talked about it before the year. This guy was supposed to play 15 minutes a game if they could, if they could find the minutes for him and get points and buckets.
1: I got three separate texts from guys around the Nuggets and a couple of guys that cover the Nuggets. Like, why is Wancho suddenly such an awful defender and he just can't move and he's making terrible decisions? I That's mean, the thing. His IQ yeah. isn't there suddenly. And this isn't a dude... Like like, yes, he's, I believe he's 22 at this point. Yeah, it's not like he's a normal 22-year-old. He played two years professionally in Spain before playing the, pa- the past two years professionally in America. This is not like a new thing for him of knowing how to play basketball, The like, at least a high enough IQ to make the right rotation. And Spain is not a team that plays a very, like, slowed-down, methodical offense. They're quick-paced. They play pick-and-roll. Like, when you defend those kinds of offenses in practice, you know what you're looking for. Yeah. So I don't think there's an excuse for him.
0: No, I, I mean, I listen, this is a guy that has been extremely... Under- ever since they drafted him, and I mean, you say last year what you want to say about it, but uh, like you said, TJ, this is a, a guy that the Nuggets expected to step up at this point this year, and uh, let alone, quite frankly, they needed him to, and he hasn't. I mean, look, you could point to the model and playing with the Spain national team over the summer, but uh, bottom line is this guy has to step up. You got to put pressure on him now. I
1: mean, I think a, it's been enough. Well, time. Malone did tonight after the game. He said he, they need more out of the bench, like plain and simple. Like, I mean, but it's not
0: the uh, yes, it well, is. He's the a bench, big part of the bench. He up specifically
1: I agree with that. I do want to shout out Malik. Beasley because yes only four players played off the bench tonight but Malik he wasn't unbelievably productive I don't want to argue that that was was the case but he was under control he was hitting shots I mean he was getting to the line he was getting straight to the rim he was rebounding and his defense continues to be relentless as well I keep using that term relentless tonight and it feels right for considering how they played but Malik Beasley was the one dude on the bench that I thought played well Farid did too but when you go 0 of 6 from the field that just hurts so badly because Because it takes the six offensive rebounds you got, and it turns them into almost nothing. And that's what really hurts with Fareed. He did have four assists tonight, and he deserves a shout-out for that. Because that's really good, considering that he was more of a black hole earlier in his career when he got Mm -hmm. the ball in his hands. So seeing him pass out is a very good sign, I thought. But the bench as a whole was just really, really, really bad. I mean, they only hit five shots, and I believe they ended up taking like 24 shots. Mm -hmm. That is just so bad. Yeah,
0: it's been... (laughs) <laughs> it's been rough, man. And you think once Jokic comes back, Mason will certainly help him that fast. But I mean, can Mason play with those guys off the bench like that?
1: I think he needs to.
0: I mean, And, th- th- this kind of and let's my... be
1: real here. He started with Bart and Trey Lyles. The pa- or Trey Lyles put a lot of minutes with him, and he started with Bart in the past couple games. So that is three-fifths of your bench. No, you exactly. And together. that's what I
0: was going to go to next, is the Mason Plumlee, Trey Lyles kind of one-two punch off the bench. And I I, I personally believe you're going to see Fareed get his minutes slashed again. I agree. I think you're going to see Lyles step up. Like We talked about this in the last podcast. I believe if Michael Malone can Justify not playing Kenneth Reed? He will absolutely do it.
1: Well, I mean, look at what Farid played tonight. He played 16 minutes, and this team was on the back to back, and they were, th- and they just didn't need his rebounding. He's not
0: a Farid guy, man.
1: I, I, they, I don't, don't, they don't
0: get along with each other at all
1: I don't think it's that they get along I don't, we don't know enough for yeah, sure no, for, like we don't want to speculate too much on that because we're not inside the room with them I mean there is signs that they have issues and they have had to have conversations and things like that it's there's, pretty evident I mean
0: it, I would it seems agree like that that
1: you could definitely walk yourself down that path to figuring out that there is a problem potentially between Farid and Malone mm-hmm. but there has been nothing that's boiled over very true There hasn't to Farid's credit and there ha, and to both of their credit very because true. Malone hasn't out of his way to try and get him minutes. He's tried to get him starts when he has opportunities mm-hmm. to do so. So it does feel like, yes, there may be tension, but they have found a working relationship, at least in this juncture of their tenure, together.
0: Absolutely. I mean, And that's a fair statement and whatnot. That's why I'm curious to kind of see how this continues now with Lyle stepping up as he has. Because, I mean, and to be tr- quite frankly, the reason Fareed got as much love and minutes as he did last year is because they just needed him to play. Yes. You know, they haven't had anyone to step up in his place that could be as productive if not more productive. In recent time, you've seen Trey Lyles do that. So I'm very curious to see how the Nuggets react.
1: While we're talking about different negative Things from this game, we might as well hit the elephant in the room, which is Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw after the game, but Michael Malone gave an update to wa- as to why he did not I have Nikola Jokic play. Uh, he said, uh, and this isn't the quote verb Batum here it's pretty close let me see if I can actually find it I know Harrison Wynn tweeted it out but essentially what it was is he didn't feel like like Nikola Jokic was ready yet even though the doctor said that that health wise he was mm-hmm. and that's interesting to me so here's the full quote I didn't think he was ready they might say he was ready before myself and talking with him it's just it, um, it's not just is the ankle ready it is is his head ready and I didn't think he was ready to play tonight so I made that decision
0: I think that's the right decision to make because quite frankly I think Jokic would have played tonight he would have had 2 points and assist and a rebound.
1: Yeah I mean yeah they- it would have been a bad game and there was no reason to because Mason Plumlee was playing so well. Exactly. So
0: I, and we talked about this on the podcast. That this was kind of the expectation that he was most likely going to sit out all six games, give the rest day tomorrow, come back Friday against New Orleans.
1: Yeah, and I did, I did say that if the earliest he was going to come back was this game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was cleared to play physically is a very good sign. If this was a playoff game today, yeah. Nikola Jokic would have played Absolutely. and would have started. He is Absolutely. healthy enough for that. So that means you get him the extra couple of days of rest. He gets to get back into his own bed a in thing. Denver and get a day of practice in, potentially, and things like that. Get him moving again, get more treatment back home in Denver, where you feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. and then you're ready to roll against DeMarcus Cousins, who you're going to need that yep. ankle to be ready for. Yeah, so exactly. I, it, It's not that it... I mean, there's a lot of fans that were just ripping Malone, and I think it is absolutely wrong to rip Malone for this, because you really want your 22-year-old prize Serbian center who has been known to have weight issues, who has an ankle issue, to come back early and push it when he does not feel mentally ready to do so. In a That's game, the right call. In a game quite Frankly, which you're probably gonna lose if he plays or not. Well, just yeah, I mean, just the, regardless the, the of the home. I mean, if
0: this was a cupcake game or a game against like the Portland Trailblazers, who they hate and it's a rivalry yeah. game, I think you would have seen Jokic out there tonight. I think you would have just I because agree. of the circumstances. But it's an East Coast opponent. This game means absolutely nothing in terms of retrospect, in terms of standings outside of wins and losses. I think it was the right call. And Play you it wanna, safe, if you, and you don't want to rush this
1: guy back. Trey Lyles and Mason Plumley deserve time on the floor exactly. as well. You gotta reward those guys for what they have done without Paul Millsap in the lineup, yeah. without Nikola Jokic in the lineup. Exactly.
0: You can't just say, hey. Hey Trey, we need you to be the guy for five games. And as soon as Jokic comes back, say, "Hey Trey, you're going back to the bench and not getting anything." You know, and it goes into that respect factor and the balance of powers and whatnot with the team. I think Malone's done a really, really solid job at kind of unifying this team, um, despite the circumstances like we've talked about with both Jokic and Millsap being out. But I mean, there's been some good. There's been a lot of good that's coming out of this bench in terms of who we're seeing as individuals. I think you know we've talked about Trey and
1: Mason. Those two guys have really impressed me. I agree, and Mason Plumley has gotten a lot of flack as well with this Nuggets I have, fan base. I had no
0: idea why they resigned him on the offseason. I, I truthfully, and I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. And, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm seeing it pay off. It still doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's working.
1: Listen, the one thing, like Matt Moore and I both kind of agreed on this when this contract came down. Like, yes, the money is a little bit scary because that's a lot of money for three years, and I get that. Yeah. But if... Nikola Jokic goes down it completely throws your offense into flux when you bring a guy like Mason Plumlee and you give yourself that ability to bridge the gap and lo and behold Nikola Jokic rolls his ankle he's out for six games or seven games now he didn't play tonight even though he was available Mason Plumlee has really filled that role nicely I remember there was a play tonight where he squeezed a pass into a cutting Gary Harris where there wasn't much room but because he squeezed the pass in there two defenders converged onto Gary Harris while he kicked it out to Jamal Murray for a three like Those are the plays you don't get unless you have the stylistic play of a Nikola Jokic or a Mason Plumlee or a high post passer as a big man that you can play through in this capacity. And I think that's what allowed Denver's offense to stay afloat because, let's be real, the Boston Celtics are holding teams to like under 100 points per 100 possessions right now and the Nuggets put up 118 on their home floor without their two best players tonight and without Will Barton. And and let's talk,
0: and, and here's the thing, we haven't talked about this man enough. The reason that the Nuggets have been able to be as decent, as they have been on this road trip is because of Gary Harris.
1: I literally, I tweeted out because I was, I, I continued saying great things about Gary Harris throughout the game. At one point, I, tweeted, I was like, I'm out of compliments. Like, this dude is just ridiculous. He's phenomenal, dude. I, that, not a lo- he's not a sexy player.
0: And that's what pisses me off. Ooh, is not,
1: I'm starting to disagree. No, 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 There's a no, swagger, no, baby. And, no, and I ooh. am too.
0: I am too. But you're not seeing it prominent enough for casual NBA fans to buy into it and it grinds my gears because even Nuggets fans that live in this city you know don't think Gary Harris is anything of substance <laughs> watch the games this guy I, I'm not going to guarantee it but I'm very, very confident that in three or four years, you're going to be talking about Gary Harris and Nicole Jokic in the same breath, of, in the same breath of air, in the same sentence. I
1: don't know if that'll be the case, but I do think Gary Harris, when it comes to the Nuggets, like those will be the two untouchable players. Mm-hmm. I could think that if the Nuggets end up, if Jamal Murray continues to play the inconsistent style that he has throughout these first uh, this first 28 games or whatever it is. In the and all of a sudden, like a guy like Kemba Walker becomes available, I think oh, that all of a sudden you look at a situation you're fun. like, is it is Jamal Murray really as untouchable as we think? And this is all speculatory, We don't know for sure, but I do think Gary Harris is more integral to this team I, yeah. than anybody not named Nikola Jokic. I could
0: not agree with that more. And that kind of poses my next question here. And I, we're going to play the hypothetical game a little bit. But who is if you are the Nuggets and you have and, and there's a deal on the table for a player? Are you trading Gary Harris or Jamal Murray? You
1: can only trade one. I actually got asked this today by Kazanida on who does, he does all kinds of good podcasts and leverage the chat and stuff like that. He's a great follower at Kazanida on on Twitter. Um, he's a big Canadian guy and loves Jamal Murray. And he posed the question to Justin Jett and I, he was like, is Jamal Murray or Gary Harris better right now? And I was like, right now, hands down, it's Gary Harris oh, in my opinion. I'm more consistent. Also, I'm happy you brought this up because Jamal Murray yeah. got wind of a conversation like this and someone asked, Gary Harris or Jamal Murray. He responded to that tweet and said both. It's fantastic. Like that. that's exactly what you want to yeah. see. No, and I- that's what leads me right into what I wanted to say real quick which is just a freakish stat line the backcourt of Gary Harris and Jamal Murray tonight on the Celtics floor who is the best defense in basketball put up a combined 64 points on 25 of 42 shooting 7 of 16 from three to go with 13 rebounds 10 assists and five steals fantastic I mean look this is my takeaway from that stat line this is the future. I
0: mean, we've seen... I mean, we, I don't think we've seen a game of that magnitude here recently, but we've seen games like that where the backcourt puts together strong stretches. Not like this, but you're starting to see them a little bit more often. And I was going to tweet it out this morning, but I ran out of time. Jamal Murray's points per game after he scores 20-plus is not very good off the top of my head that I know for a fact. What did he have tonight? 20-something? Yes. He was
1: really, really good. So I, he ended up having with 28 points tonight. He was gunned yeah. at the end, though. He ended up getting, like, 8 points in the last, like, 30 no, yeah, seconds. Yeah, for sure.
0: But, I mean, it bridges me this is the thing, is we've seen them start on two opposite ends of the spectrum, and you're seeing them work their way towards the middle. Slowly but surely, but things are starting to become more consistent and more often.
1: For Jamal, you mean? Yeah. I, that's without a doubt true, and I think it's something like eight of his 27 games this year so far have had 20 points or more. Yeah. Like, you're seeing that volume scoring And, and, the, and the
0: big thing with Jamal is, though, and the reason I kind of brought up his points per game, after he scores 20-plus is because he tends to have this one fantastic game, and then he falls into the gutters, and he scores, you know, six and gets a rebound and assist. And that's, that's being a 20-year Exactly. starting point
1: guard but, in the NBA I mean,
0: and we've talked about progression and you know is Jamal Murray going to be the superstar and a lot of people are like oh you trade Murray for a proven star and whatnot." no you're seeing the progression, you're seeing the improvement, and you're seeing a guy with a natural killer instinct that wants to be here and playing alongside these guys. And I think it's fantastic that he goes on Twitter and says both to the answer of Gary and I agree Murray. with that. Band
1: of brothers, baby. They're running to it together. Oh, this team loves each other. Like, there is, like, a, there. this whole team is happy Absolutely. being around each other. That is, I mean, you see all these boy band pictures of them before games and stuff now. Dang. Like, they have fun Squad. together. Like, go follow any of the Nuggets players on Instagram, and if you look at the likes of their posts, the top is like nine different Nuggets yeah. players. Exactly, like their comment, they are constantly in communication. And it's not
0: like it's all the young guys and all the old guys. I mean, you got Darrell Arthur hanging arms with you know Malik Beasley and Jamal Murray. You well, got I mean, Kenneth Darrell Freed. Arthur and
1: Gary Harris were the two yeah. people who modeled the Nuggets' new jerseys this exactly. year during the off season. Like they, the, yeah. it's it's ridiculous the, the kind love of chemistry. Darrell Arthur. Oh yeah, <laughs> they Darrell they really Arthur. Do. By the way, I don't think this has actually been released anywhere else. I was talking to Michael Malone uh, because he had that four player committee. Remember? Yeah mm-hmm. Jameer Nelson got traded. So no one ever really got brought this up, but I asked Malone about it, and I was like, who's the other dude? Like, yeah. are you, are you going to bring someone else in? He was like, oh, DA's the guy. Like, there's yeah. not even a vote. Like, all the players just immediately assumed, essentially, that DA yeah. was going to be the exactly. guy. DA
0: is a uh, a coach and grooming, per se, right Actually,
1: now. Actually, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've, I've heard... Rumors that that is something that he very much so is interested in Yo, the future. Darrell Arthur would be a great, fan, would be a fantastic head mm-hmm. coach in the mm-hmm. NBA. I will he really back that be. up forever. He
0: resonates with players, but he's also smart enough to understand the business side of it. I think. Yeah, uh, he's got. Uh, and he was at to sacrifice. What are you talking about with this team? Balance. Yep. You know, kind of knowing your worth it and knowing the scope of things. I think Darrell Arthur does a really good job at kind of looking from afar and and kind of getting acclimated to situations, regardless if he's playing or not. He's a very smart dude.
1: I want to go back to Jamal Murray for yeah, a 2nd definitely do that. Uh, the reason why is that we keep talking about like, is Jamal Murray going to, well, not really key, but we've mentioned, <laughs> is Jamal Murray a guy that's untouchable at this Nuggets team? I think what makes him untouchable more than anything, even beyond his skill set, it's the mentality. Yeah. And not even on the court. That's not even what I'm talking about. This is a guy that you have to force out of the gym. There's a story where his high school coach took his shoes away from him to force him to not shoot in the gym. So guess what he did? He shot barefoot. And like this is a guy that refuses, refuses to sit down and not work at his game. Every blizzard that the Nuggets have had last year, he was the first guy in the gym. Like every single second he can be playing basketball, he wants to be playing basketball and getting better. And you see that all of the time. Absolutely. But not only that, it's the fact that he is so strong. He is yeah. so physical. He has mental strength for a 20 year old is absolutely unmatched.
0: And and I feel like, you know, a lot of people are quick to kind of compare him to Russell Westbrook, in the sense of the it's mindset, it's not the same thing exactly. Because when you talk to him, he understands that it's a team game and it's all yes. about the team. He'll he'll get his, he'll score his points and he'll take his shots. But at the end of the day, he really humbles himself in his post game interviews when we talk to him off uh, when we talk to him, you know, before and after practice. It's all about the team with Jamal, while still having the individual, you know, the individual. I need to get my mindset. He's working on accomplishing that balance, but it, it, you're you see that already, you know. And, and people need to get over the whole he needs to perform well right now. Takes five years for a point guard to It really does And that's a really good point It takes a long time Look at Mike Conley man Mm -hmm. I mean That's the easy fallback But Kemba Walker is the same way Mike Conley Kemba Walker um, Damian Lillard Damian Lillard was
1: scalding But he got significantly More well rounded Throughout the years That he came in CJ McCollum Kyle Lowry Steph Steph Curry
0: Some of the No not even some The biggest names In the game All take multiple years To develop A guy that we talked about Earlier in the podcast Lonzo Ball He will not be good At least for another three years Just No go ahead I agree No, Continue Oh, I was going to say Pump the brakes. It's a slow and steady process. You're never going to buy your way and win a championship like that in the city of Denver. It's going to be a 10 year process, legitimately, to
1: All right. get there. We are done talking about Lonzo Ball. No, on this no, I, 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 no, <laughs> no, absolutely. I just wanted to throw up the comparison because yes.
0: ugh, it grinds my gears when everyone's like, perform now or we're trading.
1: it's just rare to find a guy who can score like this and has been able to score like this his entire life and has trained to be a scorer like this that cares so much defensively as Mm -hmm. well and is so like that that jam he had on Reggie Jackson against the Detroit Pistons that's a like when you go up against a point guard you can absolutely just go to your left hand and go over the top and put it off the glass there's so many of the ways his mentality is I want to kill you I want to come in I want you to feel this and because of that it changes the way that you look at him in terms of his development. I trust that he will continue to develop, and it's hard to find guys that you can trust in that. with that. And to even further expand on that, his backcourt partner in Gary Harris is the exact same way. When you have two guys who can grow together like this, who can build together like this and continue to add new things to their games and be able to help the Nuggets in different ways every single year... That is something you cannot put a price tag on. Yeah. And I think that is where I have kind of backed off being like, yeah, Jamal Murray could be traded. Like I could, there's a lot of situations where he could be, where I would be open to it. At this juncture, there's very few players that I would be open to trading Jamal Murray for
0: or yeah, Gary Harris yeah, I agree and I mean like we talk about overvaluing players and I don't think the Nuggets are necessarily doing that they're not going to get slighted on a trade I mean you don't blame them That's especially why...
1: with their young players no, exactly
0: and that's why I mean I think you and I see a little differently in terms of the value of draft picks but that's why I'm so you know keep the guys keep the guys that you have now because they're cheap and you th- know what you think they're going to be if anything trade away the you know the question marks, the what ifs. And if you want to go out and get a player that you need, that's the way you go and do. it. But I mean, I I, I wholly agree with you, man. Jamal and Gary are turning into this special tandem that is going to mm-hmm. lead this storm. I mean, they're, they're going to lead the charge for this team. And I think one thing that I want to talk about, too, is, you know, Nikola Jokic is a very competitive person and whatnot, but he's been regarded as soft at times. I don't want to jump into no, that. No, well, that's I, not the right no, term no, for him. But you know what I'm talking about. He you might have a soft stomach. Compe- he's not a soft individual. His competitive individual. nature, I feel like, sometimes is questioned. And, and that, again, that's another that's a can of worms for another day. But going off that oh, I notion... I disagree
1: so much and, with this. See, and, and again... But so I think Gary
0: this. Harris and Nicole, or Gary Harris and Jamal Murray have that edge to compensate it if that does arise down the line. I
1: think like it's going to be Harris. a problem. I mean, Gary they are bo- okay. This is the weird thing about this Nuggets team; they're quiet, but they're ultra competitive. Nikola Jokic, when yeah. he's on the court, is a different no, person sure. than when we talk to him in the hallway about Call of Duty. <laughs> like, it's just—it's—it's. It's, so crazy how different Nikola Jokic is when he's playing compared to when he's not. No, for sure. And even practice like you see him goofing around at practice but when he steps onto a court for a game it's different mm-hmm. like there is no joking around you don't see him smile you, he is all in aggression usually not even aggression in the way that he just goes he's in the to score in, he's into scoring but yes game. and I think that that's different than him being soft. He's goofy, he's eclectic, he's it's the not necessarily anti-star soft. he's the not la- soft. It, it's the lack of the killer instinct that you see Okay, so th- th- this is the other side of he's that. He's not a closer. This is, oh God, I hate this argument. And I, I know, but it's one that's it's worth having- This is the argument that everyone had about LeBron James, and I'm not comparing LeBron James to Nikola Jokic, but their mentality and how they play basketball mm-hmm. is extremely similar. No, for sure. They start as facilitators, and their scoring builds off of that. Mm-hmm. So when you get into late-game situations, even if the shot does not fall, largely Nikola Jokic is putting his teammates in position to be able to win close games, even if he's not taking the shots no, himself. Abs- no, absolutely. And he has. He has taken the shots himself. He, they played the Spurs last year. He put up the last 12 points mm-hmm. of the game, turned an 18-point deficit into six points, and they were all of a sudden in that game. He has single-handedly carried this Nuggets team in the fourth quarter for long stretches and been able to win games for them.
0: No, absolutely. And I, and, I, and that's very valid and whatnot, but I'm, what I'm trying to say here is, I think, you know, we've talked about his playmaking and what he does. That playmaking is going to allow Jamal Murray and Gary Harris to take that reins, I truly believe. I think when, you know, three, four years down the line, assuming these guys pan out like we think they can, I I think Jamal Murray and Gary Harris both develop the X Factor, and those are the guys with the ball in their hands.
1: I really do. Nicole. Oh, see, I disagree. I mean, Nikola Jokic is going to be the catalyst of everything that happens. Yeah, and I mean everything. I
0: it remains to like, be and seen, and it's for going me. to be and
1: more than it is absolutely. right now. Absolutely,
0: and that's why. And it remains to be seen to me because I I'm bought in on Jokic. Don't get me wrong on that. Notion. I know that. I'm not bought on. I'm not bought in in the whole. This is the guy that is going to lead the store. There's
1: stars, there's superstars, and there is the NBA elite. Yeah. You you see that he could be potentially maybe a superstar, but yeah. not of like the top exactly. five players exactly. in the NBA. And
0: that's why you know it's a great debate because how it goes into trying to build a winning team that can contend for championships without having one of the top five. And I think the Nuggets have an ample opportunity to do so just based off potential alone.
1: Let me be very clear about something. Nikola Jokic can score at the rim whenever he wants yes. to. He can score in the mid range whenever he wants to. Yes. He can pull up from three whenever he wants to yes. He can make passes on the move or stationary from anywhere on the court and his defensive turnaround this year has been an absolute marvel to witness mm-hmm. that sounds like a recipe of a 22 year old who has transcendent passing ability mm-hmm. he could undeniably be a top five player in oh, my head. Whiffed, and doubt. that ha- it takes him being at the very very top Maxim, you know maximizing him you talk about
0: and again though and that's where i no no because i don't want to bring up this argument again but it's just like Is he willing to go to that length? Is he willing to want it? I don't think it's enough to leave and breathe it.
1: He's learning how to just give Max effort on every play Because he's so young And he's from a middle for of sure. nowhere so, so You know, it's on I'm, board Serbia.
0: I'm, I'm so enabled with Just how his progression's gonna be Because uh, yeah, he Like you said He can become a top five star But I think at times His attitude could sink him If he really if he lets it get the best of him He gets
1: frustrated I will give you that His passion can lead to frustration yeah. That is so much better Than trying to turn no, docile for sure, for Into a sure. killer Like Nikola Jokic has killer in him He just gets frustrated And gets discombobulated yeah, I mean, The yeah. second he figures out How to impose his will consistently. Whenever he needs to That is going to change yeah. uh, And
0: we've, that's what we've, we haven't seen that yet yes.
1: And none of us know Because it's a 22 year old kid Trying to figure out Who he is yeah. as a human Not even as a leader Of an NBA team exactly. Trying to get a championship So this is going to take A long time And neither of us know At this it's juncture It's a great
0: debate though It's a great conversation It's such
1: an interesting conversation But we have not talked about Gary Harris enough <laughs> Like not even close man Gary Harris hit that Pull up three Off the bounce From the left wing To beat the shot clock And I about threw my computer off my yeah. Off my lap Like the things that he was able Nuts. to do tonight blew my mind. And it was off the bounce almost everything. Yeah.
0: 36, 6 and 3. 16 and 25 from the field.
1: Yes. And not I mean, only that, he had nine assists last game. He has six assists six again assists, tonight. Yeah. You're Plus talking. 12. You're talking about fifteen assists to three turnovers in the past two games. That's
0: phenomenal, man. And he is the embodiment of the process for the Nuggets here in recent time. Yeah. You know, a guy that has been here, we've talked about it since the Brian Shaw days, you know, was Thrown to the dogs, per se. You know, a guy that was an afterthought to the max in terms of how Shaw viewed him. Malone comes in calmly, believes in him.
1: Malone believes in him. Look at this. Oh, I wasn't calmly. He was all in. He he came out and was like Gary Harris is our starting two guard, no, flat out.
0: No, yeah. And Listen, this is a guy that is going to be very, very special. He's quiet. Look, I mean. It just grinds my gears. Nuggets fans need to pay more attention to this guy. I'm it's not just, everybody kidding. needs to pay more attention. Everybody, to the Nuggets. And no, and that's and all. It is. I get the updates on Bleacher Report, though. Oh, I mean, I'm picking seeing up a, on the it. League, the league is paying attention, and that's the thing. with uh, it's just this city, that team has such a potential to be, you know, like a Portland, a team that's a staple in the NBA that that a lot of people know about, and it's like you've got these kind of players. Pay attention. They'll get He's there. G- no, exactly. They're going to yeah, have to. No, and they will.
1: Because the Broncos are garbage.
0: No, fourth oh And all so
1: of the bad. college sports in Colorado are terrible right now. The Absolutely. Avs are young, so the they're n- going to have n- to. The Nuggets,
0: the Rockies, and the – well, yeah, the Nuggets and the Rockies have done a pretty solid job of trying to capitalize that, and the Avs are really doing some nice things in terms yeah. of building a young team But as Gary well.
1: Harris, man, like, yeah. where did this game off the dribble come from?
0: Uh, it's progression.
1: Yeah, it, it, but there's progression, and then there's, like, suddenly, all of a sudden, there's an entirely different skill set that he just unveils that maybe we had no idea. He true. looks like a damn point guard. Like, flat <laughs> out. I, <laughs> to be and one. And let, let me preface this. I literally watched through every one of his assists three times last night. So I watched 210 assists last night yeah. for Gary Harris. So I'm a little bit biased in this conversation, but... When you watch film on him as a passer, he's actually a better passer on the move. Mm -hmm. He's a better passer. He's really good in transition. It's incredible. And when you see that, when you see creativity on the move, you're like, all right, whoa. Like This dude has enough handles to be able to make passes wherever he needs to really at any point. Yeah, You see, there's two things, two words, creativity and vision. Those are the two things that I see with Gary Harris. When he is taking the ball down the court in transition, he looks so calm. And the other really looks like he knows what he's doing. He really does. And the other thing that was incredible to me too is, I actually wrote about this like two and a half years ago and it's funny actually I think it was for Denver Nuggets sidekicks our old blog from like <laughs> three go. and a half years ago but I was talking about how Gary Harris can compare to Bradley Beal and the reason I said that is because I thought that he could develop with the ball in his hands to such an extreme extent specifically because he was so good in passing lanes he understood angles so well just in a basketball sense that he would be able to manipulate those same angles with the ball in his hands if he learns to have the handles to do so sure. and now you're seeing him in the pick and roll and in dribble handoffs making these perfect pocket passes in the right angle to get to hit guys on the move in the shooter's pocket. Finding, you know, when he's running a pick and roll on one wing, he's slowly, methodically walking up with the roll man at the same level and then sucking in the defense and mm. kicking out to the opposite wing to a shooter. It's a simple read, but he makes it right every single time now. This is a guy, and I haven't said this beyond just like funny conversations with media members. I almost tweeted it tonight. I really think Gary Harris could potentially be a guy who can play point guard minutes for this Nuggets team down the line. No, not right that. now. I think he's on his way to being able to be that. that's not just because of assist numbers. He knows how to slow things down. You can go too many in to a bucket. He has showed a pull-up mid-range game with a jumper that I know he had. He had two floaters tonight. Like. Yeah. I- he looks we, like Reggie Jackson in the way he scores with the ball in his hand Suddenly, exactly.
0: We always talk about how the NBA is a positionless league. I think Gary Harris embodies that to the max right now in terms of where he's, he's just progressing. a guard that does he, everything. He's a guard, and he exactly, he's Swiss Army knife and whatnot. I mean, and, and the best part about Gary Harris is he's twenty three. Yeah, I mean his best years are ahead of him, and he's gotten stronger. 26, man. 27, 28.
1: He's Imagine what those stronger. years are going to be like. This is what I keep trying to rack my head about. Which players in the NBA have improved as quickly and as consistently and taken as many leaps as Gary Harris has? Like, I I rack my head head. and, like, you get Kawhi Leonard, you get Oladipo, but he's been in a very big burst. It hasn't been for a season and a half. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, Russell Westbrook had a a coming up like that. But outside, I don't know very many players in the NBA who have gone from a guy who shot, like, 35% from the field and 20% from three, which was an anomaly. But immediately became an elite shooter off-ball off the catch, then became an immediate elite off-ball cutter, and then suddenly got back to his defensive tenacity, and then suddenly out of the game with the ball in his hands, suddenly is now playmaking, suddenly is now pulling up off the bounce and hitting mid-range jumpers. Like That kind of progression does not happen this quickly in the NBA, is, especially being 23 years old. Is older.
0: that more so of a product of Gary himself or the Nugget system, do you think?
1: I think it's definitely a mix of both. And well, I think no, it's the fact be, that Gary you, Harris is one of the most Oh, God, Give that's me, so uh, impossible to say. Even with me having this perspective of watching the team and being around them, I would say it's probably 70-30 Gary exactly Harris. That's exactly where I was going to go. Um, but this is the thing. The reason that the Nuggets training staff gets 30% is because Gary Harris is just so coachable and is so willing to get better Man, him that and he works. Before games, him and Jordy Fernandez
0: always working yes. on the corner threes.
1: Always. And not like only that, always into it. He'll finish his shooting drills, and he'll go over and do calisthenics. He'll and go then he'll over do and film. do plyo. Then he'll do film. Then he'll stretch more. Then he'll come out for pregame and stretch more. Like his preparation, that at least we get to visibly see when we're there on the court and stuff, watching warm-ups, It's incredible how much effort he's always putting. It's the same time every ga- every yeah. single time yeah. he comes out. And
0: consistency, yes. consistency, consistency. And he's mm-hmm. willing to be coached. He needs to be the model for this team. And it's turning
1: and it's starting to bleed into the rest of the team.
0: Absolutely,
1: like that. I've been. Peppering Malone throughout the year about Gary Harris becoming a leader. And I always thought that the Nuggets were going to need Gary Harris to kind of be that role model, that example. Like Wes Matthews on every team. Or no, you know what? Better example Sean Marion. Yeah. I know it's a very obscure reference, but yeah. Sean Marion, everywhere he went, found a way to win because he was just this glue guy that worked so hard. Richard Jefferson has that in him. Like those kind of workers, those kind of. I don't. They're just basketball lifers. They're gym rats to the fullest of the ex, of the extreme in that regard. And no, Gary doubt. Harris no, is doubt. along those sides of people.
0: I, I listen. The future is very bright for this young man, and he is going to be a guy that is going to be an integral part of wherever this team goes. He's a pillar. He's one of the, like, the three pillars that you see on this team right now. Mills. I, I'm not really. I don't consider Murray that at all yet. I, I don't I mean, either. I really, to a more. lot of people are so they quick need to him dub to
1: him, be, but exactly, he hasn't not, gotten to that point. You've got yet.
0: three pillars on this team. Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, and Gary Harris. I truly, I, I truthfully believe Gary Harris is as important as those three.
1: Yeah, I think he's. I would put him number two in terms of importance on this Nuggets yeah. team, and like I think that you could remove Paul Millsap Absolutely. and st- and keep at the f- roster as is, and they could be offensively competent enough. And the way they're playing defense right now, they could get by. They would be significantly worse. I will not argue that oh, fact. Yeah, yeah. Losing Gary Harris, you could miss the playoffs. Like losing Gary Harris, you lose your best floor spacer, your best three point shooter, th- your will. safety net, your best relationship with Nikola Jokic in terms of on court production. Like you just can't lose it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think you hit it perfectly on the head. He is the glue man that so kind of holds this team together.
1: Gary Harris' 36 points tonight were a career high. His previous career high was only 28, which is happens to be what Jamal Murray scored tonight. And they combined for 64 points. Jamal Murray has 10 rebounds tonight. He was gutting things out. The Nuggets have 48 rebounds, but they lose Kyrie Irving puts <laughs> up 33 points on 19 shots which is just freakish efficiency and then Jalen Brown man he took it at whoever was in front of him Jalen Brown really impressed me tonight 26 points on 12 shots he was 3 of 4 from 3 point land defensively he was just a monster and even the the, the play Gary Harris had that reverse layup mm-hmm, Yeah. on the corner the second that play was like a second and a half in right around that juncture I was like oh god Gary Harris is literally being eaten a Live by Jalen Brown right now. Like, there is no room to breathe any longer for Gary Harris. And he just spun baseline, and Jalen Brown was just not there anymore. Like, it was incredible for me. But yeah. you saw the defensive ability of what makes, of what really makes Jalen Brown such an enticing prospect tonight. I really liked what I saw from him. Man. And then oh. Shane Larkin, 6 of 6. That team is going to be so good in like two years. Dude, if they're, they're going to be nuts. When they get Gordon Hayward back, it's not even fair. Because oh, he's like, the best forget player that out. The team. You forget that he's out. And Al Horford didn't play tonight ridiculous like this team is freakishly Dude, good i
0: cannot wait for golden state boston
1: that's gonna be uh, you, are you I picking can't. wait 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 wait, wait. are you picking the boston celtics to come out of the eastern conference Ma- not okay no no, no. no
0: you pick no. Like, a game okay, yes. not this year no no i'm no like i'm saying like two years from now that's the finals matchup every year every i, I mean they will replace the calves whatever team lebron has
1: I'm, I'm taking boston this year i don't even care you
0: really think you think they're gonna make it all the way does I gordon do. hayward play this year
1: I'm starting to think so. You know, he's, he's, he's out of his walking boot yeah, today. Yeah, saw that. So if he even remotely gets to a point where he could play by the time the playoffs comes around, like, I don't know why you wouldn't.
0: The Eastern Conference Finals are going to be fantastic. And the,
1: and the Cavs, like, they've been tearing off some wins. They're still vulnerable.
0: That's Oh, no, they are. But, like, what I'm super excited to see, I mean, you know this just as well as I do, is when LeBron wants to go off, he will go off, and he will find a way to do it. And he, ri- he rises to the occasion in the playoffs, which is, I think regardless of how this Cleveland team ends this year— it's going to be a well-fought, hard-fought series. Seven games, probably.
1: Yeah, I sure. agree. It's going to be... A, I, I, just, I just can't wait yeah, to keep fantastic. watching basketball this year. It has been so much fun from start to finish. Um, Nuggets right now. Portland ends up winning again after the Nuggets lose. So I believe the Nuggets end up are tied for fifth now with the Portland Trailblazers. Let me see. It's loading right now, and I suck, and I didn't have this up before, so I'm talking about it. Uh, Portland is 14-13. and 13 Now, Denver is 15-13, and 13, so they are a half game ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. They are the fifth seed right now. Minnesota takes a full game lead. They win tonight, but the Nuggets are now currently hanging out at 15-13. and 13. They now come back home, where they are 10-2 and two to take on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. My brain is turning to mush. You know that? Oh, it's mush, dude. Oh, God. It's yeah. so much mush. Um. Keep right your eyes him, locked on milehighsports.com yes. for the Nuggets page. I will have a piece up on Gary Harris's random progression from tonight and plays that he would not have made <laughs> last year because he just made so many plays that I did not even know he could make. Yep. Um, I know Pira will be doing some cool stuff <laughs> soon, but that poor guy going through finals uh, and covering uh, y- multiple y- sports y- teams during winter meeting was, for the
0: Rockies and this. I'm waving the white flag, man. I'm Dude. so done with this week. I was done with last week.
1: It was funny watching you yesterday when we did this
0: podcast uh, because y- I y- y- at, y- at
1: one point I looked down and I was like, should I just end this? Because Anila looks like he literally might not know what I'm saying. Insane currently. (laughs)
0: Yeah, man. (laughs) Going to school full-time, working full-time in the industry, covering two teams is certainly a grind, but one that I love, TJ McBride. I mean, you're grinding just as hard as I am. That's
1: what we do. This is exactly
0: what we do right here at Mile High Sports between TJ and I. Like I've said, I mean, our staff is fantastic.
1: You have a good time. I, I, it really
0: is. Brandon Vogt, Dev Johnson, Matt Smith. Je- I mean, Jeff brought me. Jeff like brought me into this industry when I was sixteen yeah. years old. Like I like the fact that I get to work with you and Jeff. I mean, you and I started the Sidekicks blog together. That's how we three got years into the ago industry now. by accident. So exactly, it, very much so by accident. It's fantastic to be here right now, but um. I mean, that's, yeah, it's fantastic. That's, that's what, what we do. say, baby. And we got
1: to say thank you to all the listeners that have yeah. listened for us early. We haven't even gotten that freaking podcast on iTunes yet because iTunes is so finicky, but people are. are still listening and responding. And it's really cool. We really appreciate everybody who's taking the time to support this podcast. If you want to support it further and get some advertising through the podcast, email me at TMcBride3793 for any advertising opportunities with the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. What's your email, Anilo, so we can get to you?
0: Shoot me an email at anilovpiro at gmail.com, A N I E L. L-L-O and then P-I-R-O for the last name. You guys can shoot me an email there. Or if you guys like Twitter for whatever reason, shoot me (laughs) up a D. You'd you'd be surprised at how many business inquiries I get in Twitter DMs. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, Twitter DMs are always At
0: APRO Sports on the Twitter sphere.
1: Mr. McBride, where can they find you? At TJ McBride, NBA. Don't you do a radio show that there's no name for?
0: No, Ronnie and I are actually considering just naming it the radio show with no name.
1: The no name? Yeah,
0: the no name. The no name show. I, we're thinking and you about know just running. With and
1: Ronnie it. K have a Monday night show from eight to ten.
0: Yeah, eight to ten p.m. right here on My Eyes Sports Radio. On I mean, no name show, exactly. I mean, like, look, we talked about it today before the pod started. Like, Twitter was blowing up, you know, talking about how there's Broncos, everything, and there's nothing else. Like, I mean, between this podcast, your show, my show, I mean, we are spreading the love in terms of all these teams. I mean, we talk Rockies, we talk Nugs, Avs, and Broncos. I mean, between myself covering the Nuggets and the Rockies full time, I mean, I'm at basically every single game if you guys want the real scoop the real knowledge and the real inside kind of knowings of your favorite teams whether that be the nuggets or the rockies i mean mile high sports is the place to go without a doubt
1: yep that's what we do we're gonna bring this coverage up to a whole other place that it's never been before there is so many good things in the coming up for denford the the nuggets coverage that we are going to be doing for mile high sports but i believe that is
0: all i got action-packed pod man it's a good time. Really, really good. I mean, we got, I know, I know we got some, I don't want to spill too many of the beans right now, but we got some cool podcasts kind of in the works. If you guests. like
1: Young Nuggets players as well, get ready for the next podcast. If you also like really weird and usually <laughs> quite vocally angry and insane guests, there are going to be guests coming up yeah, on this podcast right, we got as got well. A lot of,
0: and like, this is the thing, is basketball season's really starting to hit its full stride now. Oh, I know yeah. the whole notion is basketball doesn't start till after Christmas, whatever. Oh, we're there, no, man. Exactly. But with the NFL kind of being a, a, as uh, bad as it is this year in terms of the the NBA, the, the NBA has done a phenomenal job at, you know, kicking it up a notch. And, you know, as the NFL season starts to do it down a little bit, the focus will shift more and more towards basketball, more so specifically here in Denver towards the Nuggets. So Mile High Sports is the place to be. Mr. McBride, where can they, I already said it, but again, Twitter.
1: At TJ McBride TJMcBrideNBA. At APURO Sports. One last thing. Lonzo Ball, you are the worst. Yeah, you, Burn you that suck, damn dude. hoodie. You do, no one deserves to wear that hoodie. Where is bitch. the NOS this track? <laughs> <laughs> Just say adios so we can go home. There
0: it is. Adios, everyone.
1: Like ass. My chocolate
0: eyes, shit, I'm stepping in harder this year. Yeah, yeah be repping in harder this year. Watch me as I gravitate. No, we gon' ghost town, this Motown with your sound. You in the blink, gon' bite the dust. Can't fight with us. With
1: your sound, you kill the air. So don't stop, get it, get it until you're churning.